Hey, it's Callie, and you're listening to the 40th episode of the Hippie Haven podcast. If you're new here, I release an episode every Wednesday about living an ethical and eco-friendly lifestyle. I want to meet you where you're at, so we cover all sorts of topics, like how to make less trash, composting, urban beekeeping, backyard gardening, secondhand shopping, starting an eco-business, and so much more. My goal is to inspire and enable you to take action, both in your day-to-day routine and on a larger scale of community activism, because I believe that together we will make a difference. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Hippie Haven podcast so that you automatically get each new episode right when it comes out. Today's guest is Stephanie Wall, the co-founder of Seattle Zero Waste, a community meetup and activism group in the greater Seattle, Washington area that she and three other Instagram friends started two years ago. Stephanie will be sharing how they started a local zero waste group and how you can too. If you're in or around Seattle, be sure to check out some of the amazing zero waste businesses that have recently opened, including Eco Collective in Ballard, a drop in the ocean in Tacoma run by my friend Christina, Scoop Marketplace run by my friend Stephanie, and Public Goods in Seattle. And of course, go to the next monthly meetup of Seattle Zero Waste and meet Stephanie herself. You can find the show notes and transcript for this episode on the website, hippiehavenpodcast.com forward slash zero four zero. This episode is made possible by Bestowed Essentials, my own zero waste business. We have an online shop in a retail location in Rapid City, South Dakota, where we offer ethical and eco-friendly home goods to help you reduce your trash and your impact on the planet. All of our products are natural, vegan, cruelty-free, palm oil-free, and we remove one pound of trash from American beaches for every order placed on our website. You can support my 100% female-run company by getting your zero-waste essentials at www.bestowedessentials.com. As always, thank you for helping me keep the mic on. One quick announcement before we get started. I will be speaking about zero waste at the Madison Vegan Fest in Madison, Wisconsin on Saturday, August 3rd, 2019. This is a free event, so if you're in the area, I hope to see you there. And be sure to stop by and say hi to me and my operations manager, Cheska, at our Bestowed Essentials booth. You can get more info about the event at madisonveganfest.org. Now for today's episode. So what does a zero-waste lifestyle look like for you? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I think that it comes down to, at the heart of it, reducing your waste. So that looks different for many different people. But for me, uh, that started uh, in 2010 when I discovered Bea Johnson's Zero Waste Home blog. And I was attracted to the beauty of her house. And from there, I just started following some of her steps and, or well, all of her steps really. And yeah, I just started reducing my waste. And then of course, as I'm sure many of your listeners know, the more you get into the zero waste lifestyle and learn about our environment, the more you start thinking about things other than what goes in your trash can. So yeah, but I, at the heart of it, it's reducing your waste and putting value back into your resources and relationships. And where did the idea come from to start a local zero waste group? Well, I started Instagram late. <laughs> I think I should go back. I think 2015. And 
I really wanted to connect with people locally about sustainability, zero waste. And I noticed, of course, being on Instagram, that there was a big zero waste community. And so I thought there has to be other people on Instagram who are trying to tackle some of the issues that I'm also tackling. So I... Uh, I reached out to one of my co-founders or one of our co-founders, Lexi, who had a blog on sustainable ethical products. I met with her individually. And then our other co-founders, Stacy and Catherine, they actually commented on two posts of mine individually. And I said, oh, you're local. Let's meet up. <laughs> so we met up individually. Uh, or I met up with them individually, and uh, that was early 2016. And then I said, let's all four of us meet together. And we started to do that. And then we said, let's go ahead and invite the public. So we put a message on our uh, personal Instagrams. And in June 2017... We had our first monthly meetup and two people came. And then I like to tell this to people as well. The following month, no people came. And actually, there were only three out of the four of us, um, meaning the co-founders. <laughs> but then we just kept meeting every month since then. And we had our biggest meetup in February of this year. And we had 54 people. So that's our origin story. And so what is the mission of the Seattle Zero Waste Group? Well, we believe in a world without waste. And through meaningful relationships and collaboration, we inspire and empower people to reduce their waste. And the way that we do that is through our monthly meetups and special events throughout the year. Uh, and we also have a Facebook group that's quite active uh, with a lot of good questions, a lot of good resource sharing. Uh, we also have a good following on our Instagram. And uh, that's that's where we, we do the work of Seattle Zero Waste. And what is the leadership structure of the group? How has it changed since it formed? <laughs> that's also a really good question because we are a volunteer run organization. So the four of us, Lexi, Kat, Stacy, and I do it out of our own time and our own passion. It's something we love doing, but it also can be challenging at times when we aren't, say, in the same office. We have, again, limited resources, whether that's time or money. We definitely are not lacking in uh, people. So we have uh, quite a, a community of people that uh, we can turn to uh, for different things, but our our roles and responsibilities have shifted and morphed. Uh, right now, we're reevaluating that, and we're actually going to have an in person, uh, I guess, whiteboarding session, as you could call it, to reevaluate what our need state is now. So, uh, we have in the past divvied up responsibilities uh, by tasks. So one person has. Uh, coverage of our email inbox, um, which again has morphed into using MailChimp. So that's another set of skills because you have to learn, you know, all of the ins and outs of MailChimp. 
We have uh, you know our Facebook group because we we are admins and we monitor what posts come in. You know we have Instagram posts, uh, website updating, which. <laughs> Uh, you know, thinking of that, we have to do that soon too. So we have these different areas uh, that we've just taken to say, hey, this is how we're going to split it up. Whereas uh, in the future, we want to split those up in a different way. And so what obstacles have come up in creating and running the group? Well, I think in the creation of our community, it was pretty organic, and we were excited about the possibility of meeting people who were in the zero waste community uh, and what that could mean. And it uh, and it was really great in the beginning because people would say to us, "Oh, you know, I thought I was the only one. I'm so glad that I found this community." because there's other people like me and they get me. So I think in the creation, it was perhaps a little easier. I mean, of course, there's behind the scenes things that had to happen to to get it running. But I think the biggest obstacles for us, again, being a, a volunteer-run organization is just um, uh, you know, working in timelines. Uh, having accountability to each other and, 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 you know, uh, like I said before, making those structures to ensure that we are getting the work done in the context of uh, a volunteer run organization. Is that, is that helpful? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, how often do you do events and what type of events do you do? Mm-hmm. So our bread and butter are our monthly meetups, and those are every third Wednesday of the month from 6 to 8 p.m. We alternate between the north and the south end of Seattle. Generally, we've met at breweries. We've met at restaurants. We're open to all ages and all levels, if you will, of zero waste, all levels of interest. Uh, So that is where we really get to meet people who are interested in zero waste and sustainability. We also do special events. So last year, I can tell you about the the five events that we did, and they were about on a quarterly schedule. So our first one, we met at a local business called Ballard Reuse. They're a salvaged building material store. So they actually, they're, um, they I think they're contracted with the city to you know, be called upon to take out uh, building materials from different areas of the city, which is really cool. So we met for an after hours tour and presentation at their store. So they ordered some food, got a keg of beer, and we just sat down and I gave a presentation. So did one of our other community members and the owners as well. So we learned about construction and demolition landfills. Uh, which if you don't know about those, it's really interesting to Google that and learn about uh, about C&D landfills. Uh, and then we did a beach cleanup for beach, uh, I think, what's it called? Beach cleanup day. Uh, we had a pretty good turnout for that and brought in a lot of different types of people. We worked with an organization called City Fruit, who har- helps to harvest fruit within the city limits that would otherwise go to waste. 
And City Fruit uh, is a really cool organization. Um, there are a lot of other organizations around the country that also do that type of work. Uh, that day, it was really fun too. We helped put uh, netting over an apple tree, which again was something none of us had really ever done before. So that was a great experience. And then finally, at the end of the year, we did an advocacy workshop with Heather Trim, who is the executive director of Zero Waste Washington. So she helped to educate us on the current state of recycling, um, uh, uh, you know, did some composting stuff, uh, did some recycling stuff and landfill stuff. So uh, they have a lot of really interesting initiatives coming up this year. So uh, we have an ongoing relationship with them uh, as far as advocacy work goes. But our biggest event last year was in April when we brought in Bea Johnson of Zero Waste Home. Uh, We had a sold out crowd of 200 people, uh, which we could have had more, which goes back to your question about um, obstacles. You know, when we don't necessarily have a budget, we have to uh, figure out what's what. You know, what's the amount of of venue space and people that we're comfortable with. Uh, but anyways, but that was our biggest event. It was super exciting. I will say, I got to introduce her, and I walked off the stage, and she <laughs> said you're a really good speaker. And I said, yes, I'm winning oh. at life. And I, <laughs> I like, you know, and because I started, uh, I, my, my zero waste lifestyle started because of her. It was a really big honor. And we, the four of us were definitely fangirling and geeking out um, behind the scenes. So that was uh, at least so far, probably the biggest highlight of, of what we've done together. So uh, in your role as co-founder of this group, do you get companies or organizations in the area reaching out to you to come do like speaking or consulting or anything like that? Yes, we do. Uh, we get lots of, well, I don't know what lots is, but it, sometimes it feels like a lot. We get, you know, direct messages on Instagram of companies saying, hey, can you carry our product? We're like, we don't sell things. But (laughs) so we have to explain like, hey, this is what we do. But yes, we do have people reach out to us um, either just to make connections or to see if they'd want to partner with us. I mentioned uh, a particular person who is contracted with the city, uh, which has some interesting uh, potential collaboration in the future. We'll see. Uh, personally, I've had, uh, I've had, uh, gigs, I suppose you could call them, uh, come out of Seattle Zero Waste. Uh, next month I'll be speaking at a wedding network Seattle about zero waste weddings. Um, sustainable weddings, green weddings, eco-friendly weddings are a trending topic. And so they wanted to bring someone in who uh, is in that world to talk to vendor wedding vendors at that particular networking event. And just as an aside, I used to work in weddings and events. So that's, uh, that's the intersection of, of that particular thing. Um, so yeah, we do, uh, we do get inquiries of, of different, uh, natures, uh, come our way. And so give me all the advice that you would have for somebody who's interested in starting a zero waste group in their community? Well, I would first of all decide if you truly want to start a zero waste community because it does take work like most 
meaningful things. Uh, doesn't mean that it's un, you know unmanageable amounts of work, but it is work. And so, with the really exciting, you know, high times, there's also times where uh, you can be frustrated or you have to troubleshoot. And there's a lot of you know on the ground learning. But I would say find people that of course, you'd want to work with. And, um, you know, for us, that was uh, friendships that started where all deep and meaningful relationships start on Instagram. (laughs) But, you know, that's just, that's just where we started as strangers who became good friends. But perhaps someone already has friends that they talk about zero waste with. And so, if that's something you're interested in and there are people who you can see yourself working with, then I would say, you know, just start asking them organically. Uh, if you're by yourself, of course, I, that's not my experience, but I think you could still do that. Um, for us, we started out on social media. That's how we put out the invitation to meet you know, other people. Um, From there, of course, we got a Facebook group, which boosted our numbers. So social media, as we know, is a great way to get messages out. And I would say before you perhaps invite more people into what you're doing, to have a game plan, at least you know, at least a little bit down the road. Uh, Because if you do start having regular meetings, of course, you know, if you, if you aren't laying track uh, fast enough before a moving train, the train can catch up to you. And I'm trying to think, I'm sure I have not written like the top 15 tips on how to create a zero waste community. (laughs) But yeah, I think, I think that would be it. And um yeah, spend the time to, at the uh, um if you have the time, spend the time at the beginning to lay some structural work for what the community is doing or what the organization is doing if that makes sense because that will help in the long run. I'm sure I could come up with more, but I think that would be a good starting point. So besides sharing stuff on Instagram, how else do you promote your monthly meetups and just make more people in the area aware of this group that you have available? Well, we currently don't have other outlets. So of course, there's Instagram, our Facebook group. We use a a Facebook event, and we also do Eventbrite. So I think Eventbrite is probably the thing that we do that is most searchable. So of course, we have tags on our monthly meetup uh, Eventbrite page or event. Uh, So that's one area. We, of course, have a website. Uh, We sometimes get different people hearing about us from word of mouth. I mean, I think sometimes in a digital world, we underestimate the power of word of mouth. And one of our, like I'll give an example, one of our current members who's been with us for a long time and who's active, she saw the information that someone had posted on an actual piece of paper on like the community board at, um, at the boat yard or the boat 
marina <laughs> where where they lived right so a few of our members live on on boats and so she came because of that so you know word of mouth is definitely um a way to do it and we have been in publications before our, well me and two other people who are in our community were in a, a seattle magazine um of let's see december 2018 and so we did get a little bit of um of you know press for that so those are currently the ways that we get the word out although again back to having you know limited uh time and resources i'm sure that if all four of us were sitting in an office together doing this full time we would we would answer that um question much differently with that media publicity did you have to reach out for that or did they find you and contact you for it so that particular one was through a gal named Deb Seymour, who has a blog called Deb Goes Green. And her neighbor, let me see if I get this right. Her neighbor, I think, is the editor of Seattle Magazine. And of course, being neighbors, uh, the editor talked to Deb about her zero waste lifestyle. And that's how it came about. So Deb is in, you know, the the editor or the letter from the editor in that issue. So Deb is actually, she's so great. She's actually, she has um, sent different uh, people our way, our way, meaning people in our community because, because of her blog, she gets inquiries. So um, I was in a Dutch documentary about plastic along with some of our community members in one of the scenes in the documentary, they, um, sat us down and just had us have a conversation about what we do and about plastics. And it was super interesting. So, um, so Deb has actually sent a lot of media things our way, which is, which is pretty cool. And we're very grateful for, for her doing that. Now, how does the Seattle Zero Waste Group work with the Zero Waste Washington Group? Heather Trim, who I mentioned was the exec or is the executive director of Zero Waste Washington, she came to one of our earlier meetups the first year we started. And that was because Stacy, being herself, decided to be proactive and email Heather and say, hey, this is what we're doing. I bet you would want to come and talk to a group of consumers like us, which was very true. So that year, we, a few of us went to the Zero Waste Washington holiday party, which was just a kick. We've gone two years in a row now, and it's so fun. So we just started making relationships with them that way. And we've, you know, asked them different questions about different things um, along the way. But we particularly have worked with, like I mentioned, them last year to do an advocacy workshop. And Stacy's working with them right now with some of the initiatives that are coming up, which uh, it's still in the works. And so we, I don't have a lot of information to talk about that right now, but uh, let's just say it's really exciting stuff that's coming up that our community will be able to engage in. And I think that they will be really excited to engage in. Okay. Does that answer the question? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just intrigued now of, of what this project is. I can I guess I can continue answering that. And <laughs> and I don't want to keep you on 
um, on the edge of your seat for what they're doing. I mean, some of the things that they're working on are, I think, are public. I mean, it's 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 about policy change, but what Seattle Zero Waste's role in that looks like, um, we uh, we're still working on what that looks like. So it has to, you know, it has to do with initiatives around packaging, which of course is right up our our alley, uh, and things that have to do with waste and physical waste that we produce. So um, it's really exciting. So my last question for you, what does the future hold for the Seattle Zero Waste Group? That's a good question. Um, I'm hoping someone could tell me that too. (laughs) No, we, oh, well, I think the biggest thing right now would be thinking about how do we mobilize people in our community or who are connected with us in a way that makes bigger change, right? Because if if you're in the Instagram zero waste community or social media zero waste community, you know that people start asking bigger questions about what this movement is about. What what can I do with my with my own individual actions, right? And and I'm a big believer in 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 an individual's ability to make change down to, you know, the small decisions we make every day. And it's, and it's not just the cumulative uh, actions that we make. Like a good example, of course, that a lot of people in our community use is if I get coffee every day and I'm bringing my reusable mug every day, think about how many coffee cups I avoid, right? But you also have this cumulative change in yourself, right? You start you start thinking about things differently over time through these small actions. But again, I think over time, people start thinking, what can I do on a bigger level that can help move systemic change? So I think that, you know, besides keeping up our... our monthly meetups with our relationship building and, you know, connecting people, I think a possibility for us is moving in that direction of how do we get people on board to perhaps start going in groups to to government meetings, whether that's, you know, town halls or going to the state level and perhaps talking to our representatives as a whole. I mean, that's really exciting to say, hey, here's a group of consumers and people who, who you know, are concerned, who are hopeful, who want to help create change. And so those types of things I get really excited about. Um, and again, you know, with some of these connections that we make with other organizations, it starts to become, you know, something that, oh, we could actually do this. But again, like all things, it takes work. And so what does that look like? So I, I hope that answers the question <laughs> about what what could be next. Yeah. I mean, it's there's so much that's always up in the air and who knows what kind of opportunities might come your way that you haven't even dreamed of yet. Well, exactly. And I think you have to be open to that. I mean, just like life being open oh, yeah. to being open to possibilities, but also planning um, for what you can plan for and executing on that while yeah, being open to something that could be um, yeah, something that could be wonderful for what you are 
moving in the direction towards. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and talk about the Seattle Zero Waste Group. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been so fun to to talk about what we do. And if you're in the Seattle area, go find us, Seattle Zero Waste, on on everything. Shoot us an email. Visit us on social media. We're here. And that's a wrap. I'll be back next week with Dr. Jessica Shea of the Organic Center in Washington, D.C. to discuss the science behind organic foods and if they're worth the added cost. If you find value in the Hippie Haven podcast, please share it with someone you know who'd be interested. You can leave a review on iTunes or whichever podcast app you're using, and also consider buying me a virtual cup of coffee to keep me going. Each podcast episode takes around six hours to create, and episodes cost about $50 each out of my own pocket. These costs include file hosting, editing, transcription for people who need or prefer visual content, and my own time of researching, drafting, recording, proofing, and promoting. Visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash Cali, that's C-A-L-L-E-E, to support the work I'm doing with a $4 cup of coffee. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart for spending this time with me, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.